Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. This is series 2, episode 210, and today we're going to move into the new section of our Come Follow Me study for this week. We're in July the 27th to August the 2nd, Alma 39 to 42, The Great Plan of Happiness. And today we're going to try and complete the whole of Alma 39, which is going to be quite a task. Uh, The title is Sexual Sin is an Abomination in the Sight of the Lord. Now, this is quite some heavy stuff today. Uh, Alma brings in his son Coriantan after he's spoken to Helaman and Shiblon. And today he um, begins his discussion with Coriantan, which takes the entirety of these four chapters. Um, and it's interesting how he focuses on this um, this sin against chastity that his son Coriantan has done. Uh, and then he starts a, another discussion about other things later on. And we'll talk about why that might be later. But let's focus on that, what he actually says in uh, Alma 39 today. So in Alma 39 verse 3, Alma says, And this is not all thy, my son, thou didst do which was grievous unto me, for thou didst forsake the ministry and did go over into the land of Siron among the borders of the Lamanites after the harlot Isabel. So as Alma has just said that his son was prideful and boastful, but then he has done this thing where he's gone, into the land of the Lamanites and has followed a harlot. Now, um, quite clearly, there is an issue of sexual sin here. And we'll talk about that in a moment. But Brant Garner points something out within this verse, which is of interest to us. He says, quote, Alma does not mention doctrinal errors that Coriantan started to believe, but rather his going after the harlot Isabel. She was apparently a Lamanite. To reach her, Coriantan had to physically move toward the Lamanites, but he also moved culturally in that direction. He abandoned his mission not to return to Zarahemla, his home, but to head in the opposite direction, both physically and spiritually. Considering the fact that only six women in the, are named in the Book of Mormon, and three of them, Eve, Sarah, and Mary, are biblical women, it is remarkable that Isabel's name is recorded. This fact alone suggests her importance, but doesn't give us enough of a hint to know why she was sufficiently important to name. Close quote. Now, there's quite a few interesting things for you to take away from that quote by Brant Garner, but one I picked away, picked out was the fact that, yes, this sexual sin was grievous, and we'll talk about why it's so, um, you know, this ch- law of chastity is so important. But also it seems that Coriantan's misdeeds were not just around us of a sexual nature, but also culturally he went into the land of the Lamanites. He will have listened to, he will have gained some of their cultural understanding he was probably very confused about the the, the plan of redemption and, and what the saviour, who the saviour was to him because of the, the other influences he was listening to. And it's therefore no surprise that a lot of this week will be focused on looking at answering gospel questions, seeking answers about the plan of salvation and what happens after this life and the purpose of this life and the saviour himself. Um, so I just thought that was a bit of an insight into why, yes, Alma begins with pointing out the sexual sin and that he needs to change that but also just a lot of other things that we would consider maybe a surprise to put along with that. Uh, in verse 5, he says, Know ye, my son, not my son, that these things are an abomination in the sight of the Lord. Yea, most abominable above all sins, save it be the shedding of innocent blood or denying the Holy Ghost. Now, uh, in Anoai number 147, why was Coriantan's sin so serious? Um, there's a number of things that are pointed out. And uh, it outlines that sexual sin is obviously a very serious matter and it should be obviously avoided or repented of quickly uh, if that does happen. But then it also says this, quote, as pointed out by Michael R. Ash and B.W. Jorgensen, for instance, it appears that Coriantan's sin was more than just sexual immorality. 
They argue that Coriantan sin was a composite of several elements, specifically sexual immorality by a priesthood leader that caused him to abandon his ministry and therefore neglect the spiritual needs of his flock, thereby leading them into apostasy. In effect, Coriantan metaphorically murdered the testimonies of those he was commissioned to bring unto Christ when he was lured away by Isabel. Close quote. And so, again, uh, we see here that this um, thing that Coriantan has done, and we'll talk about the impact that Coriantan had on the Zoramites later, um, was such a significant thing because it involved um, sins against the law of chastity, which of course in themselves are bad and need to be repented of. Uh, and can lead someone away very quickly. Um, but also, um, there was more along with this, the fact that he left an important ministry that he was assigned to, that he was called to. He was, a, he was in effect, a priesthood leader who was meant to be setting this example and they therefore had an impact on the belief of the Zoramites. We'll talk about that later as well. Um, but let's just consider as well why this um, sin against, uh, why this sexual sin was, such a significant thing, which Alma says was, again, um, so bad that it is abominable above all sins, except it be the shedding of blood and denying the Holy Ghost. Um, and I think a lot of it really is down to trust. And it's a lot really down to the union that is meant to happen between a man and a woman uh, in marriage. I think that one of those things, that the, 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 the sexual sin that happens, the, the law of chastity is there because it helps there be trust. And if those things are broken, then that trust is very difficult to place again and it can destroy relationships for many years. And so it's something which is certainly uh, to be repented of and to, and to be changed. In verse 8, uh, Alma says to Corianton, But behold, ye cannot hide your crimes from God, and except ye repent, they will stand as a testimony against you in the last day. Um, Richard G. Scott uh, said this um, also when he said, quote, Do not take comfort in the fact that your transgressions are not known by others. That is like an ostrich with his head buried in the sand. He sees only darkness and feels comfortably hidden. In reality, he is ridiculously conspicuous. Likewise, our every act is seen by our Father in heaven and his beloved Son. They know everything about us. I invite each one of you to thoughtfully review your life. Is there a dark corner that needs to be cleaned out? When it is quiet and you can think clearly... Does your conscience tell you to repent? Close quote. So, you know, if we are, and this doesn't just apply to sexual sin, but obviously it does apply to that. Uh, but if there is something which needs to be cleaned out and changed in our lives, are we willing to leave that, you know, piling up the corners of our lives and not make, and making it so that we feel not comfortable in ourselves? Or are we willing to clean that out and repent? And to confess before before our Heavenly Father that we have done wrong and make those changes in our lives that we need to. Um, you know, we, we must make those changes. Um, in verse 9, Alma says, Now, my son, I would that you should repent and forsake your sins and go no more after the lusts of your eyes, but cross yourself in all these things. For except you do this, you can in no wise uh, inherit the kingdom of God. Now, a couple of things from this. First of all, cross yourself uh, is referring to mastering yourself or basically being able to control yourself uh, rather than a cross as in, you know, a, a, a physical cross. But I want to also look at um, the lust of our eyes. Um, Dallin, President Dallin H. Oaks spoke about um, the impact that, um, well, uh, images like pornographic images and illicit images that can have a, an impact on our minds, um, why it's so dangerous. He said, quote, 
Our Saviour emphasised the importance of sexual purity when he taught that it was sinful for a man to look, even look upon a woman to lust after her. We are surrounded by the promotional literature of illicit sexual relations on the printed page and on the screen. For your own good, avoid it. Pornographic or erotic stories on pictures are worse than filthy or polluted food. The body has defences to rid itself of, un of unwholesome food. With a few fatal exceptions, bad food will only make you sick, but do no permanent harm. In contrast, a person who feasts upon filthy stories or pornographic or erotic pictures and literature records them in his marvellous retrievals in this marvel marvellous retrieval system we call a brain. The brain won't vomit back filth. Once recorded, it will always remain subject to recall, flashing its perverted images across your mind and drawing you away from wholesome things in life. Close quote. Now again, you know, it's a pretty heavy quote, but it is so true and significantly important for us to remember that our wonderful mind, our brain, is a wonderful tool. It's fantastic that it can take on all these thoughts and um, things that we read and ideas that we bring into our minds and recall them just like that. It's a wonderful thing that we have. But, you know, these these things that um, President Osa spoke, was speaking about can have an, a significant impact. And the danger of those things, if we take them into our minds, is that they are there to recall and therefore, they're more likely to, to lead us to do those things again if we can easily recall them in our minds. Uh, and so it is something we should definitely uh, seek to uh, cast out from our from our lives. Um, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to finish with this idea and then share the last thing tomorrow. So um, I'm not going to read the quote, but in verse 11, basically, um, it's that verse where Alma says to him, look, because of your choices, because of your decisions, the Zoramites saw your conduct and they wouldn't believe in my words. Uh, and, and there's another know why from Book of Mormon Central, number 390. What impacts do my actions have on others? Um, and it talks about how the Zoramites actually, throughout the Book of Mormon, kind of go between different places. At one point, they're very close to God. Uh, and after the Christ came, he, they follow him. Uh, but also, um, you know, sometimes they don't. It, like in the case that we are in right now, they are moving away from the Saviour. Um, but uh, Corianton is one of the main reasons why they stay away. Uh, it, it says in the Know Why, quote, According to Alma, Corianton was part of the reason the Zoramites did not listen to the, to the gospel. Um, thus, Corianton, through his sin with Isabel, contributed to the failure of the mission of the, to the Zoramites, which indirectly led to the Zoramites siding with the Lamanites and the wars contained in the book of Alma, close quote. I think sometimes we think this is just an isolated incident that, you know, Corianton went off with this harlot. He he did some very bad things. Yes, maybe there were some Zoramites that saw that and they were not sure about what to do about the testimony of Alma because of it. But, you know, the main issue here was that Corianton did this sexual sin and he needs to repent of it. Now, whilst that is true, this was actually potentially a, cata a cataclysmic issue. It was possibly a catalyst for the Zoramites seeing this and going, well, clearly... This is not of importance. You don't believe this yourself. Your own son is making these choices. So we don't believe you. It clearly isn't a, such a wonderful thing at all. Uh, and potentially this led to the Zoramites rejecting the word of Alma and going over to the Lamanites. And then 20 odd chapters of war chapters are because they would not be able, they were not able to be converted. Uh, this mission was seen as would possibly be seen as a failure. And it's a big in part because of what Corianton did. Uh, and what choices he made. So our actions really do have an impact. Anyway, I'm going to leave it there. Uh, thank you very much for listening today. 
hope you've enjoyed it. If there's anything that you've, uh, you know, been inspired by or, or you've enjoyed from this study, please share it uh, on the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And you can join a fa- uh, join me on Zoom uh, for a future podcast episode. Just email session at gmail.com if you're interested. Thank you for your time. And until we meet again.